0: It's time to get you right It's the Legal Lens with Angela Redock Wright KBLA Talk, 1580 Every Saturday, 11 a.m., baby Bringing light to law Here to educate, engage, and empower you all Leading attorneys, policy makers No faking, history in the making Come on, let's go It's time for the Legal Lens show Come on, let's go It's time for the Legal Lens show Come on, let's go It's time for the Legal Lens Show, come on, let's go. It's time for the Legal Lens. It's time for the Legal Lens. Go, go, go. Hello, hello, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. This is the first weekend of February 2024, and you are tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580, The Legal Lens with Angela Redock-Wright Show, and this is yours truly, Angela Redock-Wright. On The Legal Lens Show, we strive to bring law to light each Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and each Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we are broadcasting to you live, a live show today from Leimert Park, USA, which is a part of the famous Crenshaw District, of Los Angeles and those of you who listen to the show from week to week know I love Leimert Park, know I love the Crenshaw District and always invite you to come to this area of town. There's always something exciting happening, including major construction right now, particularly around our KBLA Talk 1580 studios because Destination Crenshaw is coming. And if you've never heard of that project, be sure to look it up on the internet. It is a major arts and cultural project. Project That's designed to preserve the history of black Americans or black residents of the Los Angeles and Lamert Park area. So be sure to check out that project being led by our very own councilman for this district, um, Marquise Harris Dawson, and the board and the leaders of that project. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, this month, Today, this month, all year long, quite frankly, we are celebrating Black history. And here at KBLA Talk 1580, we believe that Black History Month, Black American history is is always in vogue, always something we should be talking about and never goes out of style. Uh, many thanks to Star for our Legal Lens Jingle Remix and to our listeners for joining us. We could not do this show from week to week without you, our listening audience. KBLA Talk 1580 could not be in existence without you, our listening audience. So we thank you in particular for taking time out of your weekend um, day to listen to the show and to you know, tune in to learn the latest in the legal and policy issues that impact you in your everyday life. Now you can follow KBLA Talk 1580 um, on all socials. And in fact, we invite you not only to do that, but we also invite you to download our KBLA Talk 1580 app because that's a way in addition to listening on the airwaves that we know you're there and that you help the station to build its numbers and to grow organically. We've now been in existence. um, It'll be three years this June June, Juneteenth. And we could not have come where we are. We couldn't have the major climate campaign that we have going on now without you. So please continue to support us by downloading our app, tuning in from the app, as well as your AM dials if you're in Los Angeles. And tell a friend to download the app. Tell a friend to tune in and not only listen to the Legal Lynn show but listen to our other great shows throughout the week and on the weekend, including the show of our very own founder and visionary Tavis Smiley, who um, hosts a show throughout the week from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., Dominique De Prima from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m., and so many others. We have such a great lineup here at KBLA Talk 1580. You can listen to, you can follow me throughout the week at um, I am Angela Redock on Angela Redock Wright. Uh, hello, Mr. Wright. I know you're tuning in. I have to remember the Right, Angela Redock right on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and I invite you to do so because that's my way of staying in touch with you, knowing what you're thinking, whether the shows are resonating with you, and getting ideas for other future shows. Because again, this show is about you. So the minute it's not about you, we may have to stop. So I want to make it about you and to touch on the legal and policy issues that matter the most to you. We're live today, so you can give us a call at one eight hundred nine two zero. 1580 on our KBLA Talk 1580 power lines. That's again 1 800 1580. And you definitely want to do that because we are t- talking about today a topic that is in the headlines, um, evolving daily, um, a very relevant discussion, um, particularly in this political and social climate of the United States' history. And that is the topic of reparations for Black Americans specifically. Um And today we welcome two leaders and influencers on this topic. Um, they've been on the show before back in June 2023. And that is none other than attorneys Tony Tolbert and attorney Adam Radinsky of the Pay the Tab podcast. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? And welcome in to our studios live in person.
1: We are great. It's, it's wonderful to be here with you, Angela. Thank great you. to be here in person.
0: Thank you. Well, I am excited and really excited about the work you all are doing around this topic of reparations. So definitely look forward to um, building upon our our conversation from June 2023 to talk about where are we now in this discussion? What can we expect to happen? How is the uh, discussion of reparations for Black Americans, for African Americans, continuing to evolve? And personally, I'm hoping it's evolving in a positive way. So you're you're going to, going to help bring a lot to light on On that issue. So folks, as you can see, we have a great show planned for you. You don't want to miss it. Want to download our app. You want to call a family or friend um, and tell them to tune in. And you want to give us a call on our power lines at 800 920 One five eight zero. We have in studio two experts on this topic. They probably hesitate to call them experts because they're very humble. But that I would you all are experts on the topic, especially because you're teaching it now at UCLA School of Law, my alma mater, go Bruins. Uh, But two experts on this topic. Um, so if you want to know the latest and what's happening around reparations, will they ever happen in our lifetime? This is the show you want to miss it, listen to. You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. This is the Legal Lens Show. And folks on KBLA, we always have a lot to talk about.
1: Hot button political, economic, social and cultural issues as seen through a legal lens. Now back to Angela
0: Yes, thank you for coming forward with us on KBLA Talk 1580, where we celebrate black history all year long. And that is Rihanna with Lift Me Up from the soundtrack of the Black Panther 2 movie. And I just love, love that song. It definitely sets the tone uh, for this month and for our discussion today, where we're talking about the status of reparations and how that conversation is evolving with um, two dynamic attorneys that I just feel so grateful to now have in, in my network. Uh, one, we've been friends for a long time, but those uh, the attorneys are um, Tony Tobert and Adam Radinsky. They are co-founders and the hosts of the Pay the Tab podcast, which focuses exclusively on advocating for reparations for Black Americans. They were on our show uh, last year, June 2023. So you can definitely go back and listen to that show on our Legal Lens podcast on Spotify. Um, And today they're here to help update us on this this topic. Let me tell you a little bit about both of them. Attorney Tony Tolbert directs the Street Law Clinic at UCLA School of Law, through which law students teach in local high schools. I love that, Tony, and love that you're back at UCLA doing that. Um, Prior to you, CLA Law School. He previously practiced law in the sports and music. It's the music and sports industries, which is how I first came to know you. Um, his colleague, his um, partner in crime, so to speak, is attorney Adam Radinsky, um, who has been a public interest lawyer in the Los Angeles area for over 35 years. He previously led the Innovative Consumer Protection Division for the city of Santa Monica, where he brought groundbreaking cases in fair housing. And, you know, Adam, I may have to have you back to talk about housing as well, because rental it. protections and so forth is, is really a, a major topic right now. Never more needed than now. That's right. Yes. So consider that an invitation to come back. <laughs> so, folks, we welcome Tony Tober and Adam Radinsky. And let's start with um, you all reminding us, what's the Pay to Tap podcast and how did it come about?
1: Yeah, first off, thanks for having us. It's really wonderful to be here. So Pay the Tab it's, we are two lawyers making the case for reparations, you know, one story at a time. And it came about that Adam and I were at a certain stage in our career where we were downsizing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And sitting around, you know, drinking beer, watching ESPN all day didn't seem like that the answer we wanted to do something that that meant something that mattered. Right. And we hit upon uh, uh, reparations as a topic that we were both interested in and committed to, mm-hmm. and we decided to, you know, launch the podcast and. That's what we've done, and we're excited. There's never been more conversation in this country about reparations, and what we're experiencing right now.
0: Right, and I'm I'm glad that this is the topic that you all picked, and that you decided to continue to build upon your talents and the impact that you can have, um, even as you started your your second stage of your lives and your careers. I forgot to mention that you all um, first met um, as first-year law students at Harvard Law School. Uh, a few years me- ago. <laughs> right, <laughs> just a few you're, you're pretty, you're young, you're protégés, you were ahead of your time. <laughs> did you know then that you kind of saw the world in the same way and that you, it looks like that you would build a lifetime friendship?
2: You know, it was hard to predict the future. It was 40 years ago. We'll, oh. we'll be real straight <laughs> about it and then put it out there. For exactly 40 years ago. Really? and We really? were just goofy kids at the time. But, uh, yeah, who, who knew uh, that it would lead to... You know, So many years of friendship and and then this uh, amazing project that's been pretty all-consuming for us the last few years, and it's been pretty amazing.
0: And so um, Pay the Tap podcast has been in existence how long?
2: Well, it's been in existence for, we're coming up on two years this, this May, yeah. And we are the only podcast in America dedicated to black reparations. Uh, to making the case for reparations and like tony said we're two lawyers that try to make it each episode a different story Mm -hmm. to paint more of the picture on why this is so desperately needed
0: right and you've had some major guests and um are important guests on each of your shows are important but give us some highlights of who've been some of the guests and what are some of the areas of, of reparations you've covered
1: yeah so one of our um Episodes actually a two part episode was on the Tulsa race massacre. Okay. Episodes five and six, and in episode number six, we were um, fortunate enough to to connect with Hughes Van Ellis, who was at the time one of the three remaining survivors from the race massacre. Mm. He passed away last year at 103 years old. Uh, his sister Viola Fletcher, who's now 109, still alive and just published a, a memoir. Right, right. Um, and one of the really tragic things that he mentioned when we spoke with him was how his sister to this day, can't sleep um, in the bed, that she sleeps upright in a chair in the living room because she's afraid that she might have to, you know, be ready to to, to, to leave, that that might uh, happen again. So wow. just, you know, to hear... That hear someone's experience in that way, you know, when we think about reparations, there's a lot of damage that's been done, a lot of harm that's been done that
0: people just don't know about. Right, right. I you know what I didn't make the connection, but yesterday in studio, Tavis actually interviewed uh, Ms. Miss Fletcher, mm. and invited us all in to meet her. Awesome. I wish so I'd fantastic. known that I definitely would have invited you all. Wow, what an amazing story. And so the Fletchers, any any other shows that um, you think have been particularly important. In really drives home the mission and purpose of the Pay the Tap podcast.
2: Yeah, well, each episode is really a different focus and a different kind of story. One of our live episodes this past year was with two organizers in the Japanese-American community, um, one of whom, Kathy Masaoka, was involved in the fight for reparations in the 80s for Japanese-Americans who had been interned in the concentration camps in the United States. And um, they talked about, you know, some of the lessons that were learned and some of the inspiration for black reparations now about having racial solidarity Mm -hmm. and what it's like doing politics with Congress people who are worried about, you know, uh, having to do too much. Um, Right. But uh, looking at looking at using some of those strategies and they they had a great interview with us
0: at a live show. That's great. And it's good to know that there is um, some partnering around this topic uh, across race. and Very much. Right.
1: Right. And an example of what's been done, Mm -hmm. you know, so for those who push back and say, well, you know, it's impossible. It's too hard to figure out.
0: How could we possibly do that? Yeah, it's been done before. And that's the example, a major example. And then um, I I hate that I wasn't able to attend the show that you did live. And I I also see partnered with L.A. County Supervisor Holly Mitchell Mm -hmm. on some some of your work and others. And you recently had um, state Tennessee state legislator, Justin Pearson, on um, a recent show, right? Um, what was that like? And what was the focus of that show?
1: It was uh, amazing. Oh, um, and
0: First of all, let's back up. And I assume everybody knows everything. But let's remind our listeners who is, what's the significance of uh, state senator, Tennessee state legislator, Justin Pearson?
1: So Representative Pearson is one of the Tennessee three Um One of the the two young black legislators from Tennessee who was expelled from the Tennessee House for speaking out of turn, quote unquote. Um, He's a cat with the big, the big, the big afro. Right. right. Um, (laughs) And uh, uh, even though he was expelled, he was uh, eventually reinstated and reelected. Right. And in the process was given an international platform. So the knuckleheads down in, excuse me, the the, the folks down in in, in Tennessee actually did him a a favor by blowing him up. Right. Um, And he is just so dynamic and unafraid, unapologetic. Um, He is going to speak the truth uh, at every turn. And and the— just so much energy and electricity in, in the room. I mean, Adam, Adam can vouch for that. Yeah,
2: he kind of blew, blew us away. I mean, we knew that he was a dynamic speaker. He's all over the news and all over the internet. What we didn't know is he's like this deep thinker who has solutions for problems, speaks the truth, talks about how things work. And we're like, okay, this younger generation is doing things in a very serious way. And it was like a shot in the
0: arm. I mean, right, we were right. so inspired mm. to
2: hear everything he had to say. Yeah. When
0: we wonder, uh, sometimes we ask the question, is the younger generation ready and will? And able to take on the, the next stage of the fight, so he's certainly an example of that. Yeah, that the guy's not even thirty yet. We're in good hands. <laughs> he's okay. Speaking truth, yes. And did he weigh in on this topic of reparations, or does he have a, any opinions or thoughts on it? Oh, very much so. Yeah, okay. um,
1: he broke down. In fact, we have this on our on our on our website: uh, the case for reparation in, in ten minutes as powerfully as, as we've heard. Uh, He, I mean, we were teasing each other that we're the, we're the lawyers, but he was the one who was making the the, the closing argument. Right. He was breaking it down.
0: Well, uh, listeners, definitely let's listen to that as a part of our understanding of reparations and what some of the potential solutions are, Justin Pearson. Um, And we'll be, of course, shouting out how you can follow the pay to tap podcast. Um, I'll just say this. I saw someone, uh, I think it was the headlines in, in one of the newspapers that um, maybe he is seen as the leader, the new leader of black America. Um, Any thoughts? You know, there's a debate. Do we need a leader? We're all leaders. Uh, But do we need someone like a Justin Pearson to really kind of rally us around the issues that are important to black America?
2: Well, I know what he would say is we need to all come together and do this together. One of his big
0: messages was solidarity across all
2: lines, racial lines, age lines, demographic lines. We need to come together to fight this
0: insane system that is keeping everybody down. Right, right. Now, let's kind of hone in even more so on our topic today of the current discussion around reparations. And I like to do, uh, as lawyers, lay a little foundation. So um, we loosely throw around the term reparations. Remind us when we use that term term, what exactly are we talking about?
1: Sure. And we'll, you know, break it down um, as it's prescribed by international law, because that's really where it's rooted in. Mm -hmm. And there are five types or five forms of reparations. The first one is satisfaction, which is a funny name, but think of it as truth telling, right? Reckoning. Um, And that's where it needs to start because you can't get to repairing until you actually tell the truth about what happened and acknowledge it and take responsibility for it. Um, and
0: I don't think we passed. <laughs> no, no, we're, I don't we're, think we no, no, no. one in the at U.S. <laughs> we're, we're, we're stuck on zero, so we're, right. we're, we're trying to get to one. Okay, uh,
1: like let's tell the truth about some stuff that's happened. Right. Um, and it's then the the second form is restitution, okay. which is you know putting the harm party back in the situation where, where they were before the original act occurred. Mm-hmm. If you want to think about Bruce's Beach and the re- ultimate return of the property to the family that's a form of restitution Um, third is compensation which is exactly as it sounds so reimbursement for economic losses that can be you know assessed fourth is rehabilitation Um, somewhat amorphous but think in terms of non-monetary losses um, losses that could be repaired through psychological services legal services um mental health care, uh, medical care, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then the last, which is not unimportant, is um, a guarantee of non-repetition. Right. And so an agreement that, you know, you, harmful actor, are not going to do that harmful act again.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely haven't done that either. Right. And, it, and we see that um, um, in the Jewish culture with respect to the Holocaust. Right. There's Within their own culture, there's very much a sense of, and Adam, are you Jewish? I am. Oh, so you can speak to this more directly than I. There's very much a a sense of, and there's a term, right, like never again.
2: Right, never again, never forget. And and Germany, we have to mention Germany because that's the one country that's probably had the strongest actual reparations Mm -hmm. for what they did during World War II under the Nazis. Um, And they have a program of education and Everything that happened is in your face every day and making sure it's not forgotten. Right. So they're uh, and not to mention they paid a whole lot of money. Right.
0: And then the level of accountability that Jewish people hold each other to as well as others. Like I love how there's immediate speaking out on issue Mm. when there are issues um, against Jewish people, like an immediate sense of no, this will not happen again. Not on our watch. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you that for, for that breakdown. And so with that as a backdrop, what's the how would you describe the current status of the reparations discussion and movement um, within the United States? I know that's a big question, but if you could kind of frame where are we as we have this discussion?
2: It's a really exciting time right now. Things are going nuts. I mean, I I think we might be getting close to a tipping point on on the reparations discussion nationally. I mean, California is leading the way. We'll talk about that. The state of New York very recently just did what California did, which is to formally form a group that's going to study reparations and make recommendations and and take action. Mm -hmm. And so states, cities, more and
0: more cities across America are doing things
2: it's an exciting time.
0: Okay, okay, and um, so California, we had a task force, and I think we in California was the first in the nation, right? Correct. To formulate such a task force, New York, New York has one. Are we anticipating Illinois? Illinois has one. Right, right, and yep. Illinois actually, Evanston, Illinois, actually is the first city in the U.S., right? Absolutely,
1: that... and they've actually made some reparations.
0: Right, right, okay. And then do we see any other states or cities getting behind this issue and starting to really focus in on it? There are a handful more cities around the country Asheville, North Carolina.
1: um, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. just a little while ago. Right,
0: okay. Bunch of cities, yeah. All right. And what about leaders on the topic? Are there any leaders in particular, uh, such as a Justin Pearson, who are really helping to kind of lead the way um, on the discussion? And I know that's not his only topic, but here in California, for sure, we have the members of the task force like uh, Camila Moore, Moore, who's um, a dynamo. Right. Um, but are there any other national figures or state or local f- uh, figures that you think we should be Looking and yeah, following.
1: Well, Cory Bush out of out of Missouri. Uh, right. She's another d- dynamo who's uh, really been an active voice on the reparations front.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then we're going to talk a little bit about him later, but also Congressman um, Jamal Mm Bauman, I understand, has uh, made a recommendation with a specific amount of, I think that would be the restitution part of the five factors. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, before we go into our next segment and talk um, about California and the current state of affairs here, let me just share a few statistics that um, the Pew Research Company has reported about reparations. And um, interestingly... Uh, or not surprisingly probably um we we probably would not be surprised that black and white Americans um, view the issue of reparations um, differently uh, with black Americans, 77% of black Americans um, at least, and this was as of 2022 believing that um, reparations are due to African Americans, to black Americans um, who are the descendants of enslaved people in the United States compared to 18% of white Americans. Um, But to the extent that white Americans Americans are every anyone believes that um, reparations are due. Well, I should say, white Americans and others believe that it should come in the form of um, programs and creating opportunities, although that probably is challenged now as we think about affirmative action and the challenges to affirmative action and DEI programs in the country, which we're talking about on our show next week. Uh, but black Americans feel very strongly that those rep- reparations should be represented um, by an apology, but also by kind of hardcore restitution and and compensation. And so... Um, we I think with that as a backdrop, I um, want to talk about uh, what are the initiatives in California, how are those moving ahead, and what we might expect to see here and in other places. You are tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. This is The Legal Lens Show with Angelo Redock-Wright. And as you can see, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot we are talking about. You don't want to miss this continued conversation with attorneys Tony Tobert and Adam Radinsky of the Pay to Tap podcast. Disagree without disrespect. Make your point and keep it pushing. Let's do this. Listen and learn or talk and teach. Talking and listening around the clock. Around the
2: clock. Around the clock. KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more of the all-new weekend lineup here on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: And yes, that's the amazing Miles Davis with So What. Um, thank you for coming forward with us on KBLA Talk 1580, The Legal Lens with Angela redock Right Show. And today we are talking about a very important topic around uh, reparations for African Americans, Black Americans in the United States. And our guests, our returning guests, um, attorneys Tony Tobert and Adam Radinsky of the Pay the Tab podcast. In our uh, last segment, they really Um, did a great job of laying out what is it that we're talking about when we're talking about reparations we're talking about satisfaction restitution compensation and rehabilitation and a guarantee of non-repetition wow those that's powerful just even repeating it and um, you helped to frame where we are currently in the discussion in the united states where last year um the California reparations task force, which I believe um, engaged in this work over a period of about two years. Um, last Ju- June, July, they issued their final um, report and recommendations to California governor Newsom. Where is the discussion in California right now? Yeah, the
1: task force did amazing work over the course of two years. As, as you mentioned, Camila Moore was a dynamo young um, entertainment lawyer. uh just phenomenal. Uh, and they. Uh, and a- on,
0: on that note, I should mention that Camila Moore has been on the show twice before, October 2021 and also June 2023. And in the first show, she was on with Steve Bradford, um, State Senator Steve Bradford. So definitely go to our legal and Spotify to hear those shows as well. And so that task force, um, what what's the status of the work that they've done in their recommendations?
1: So they completed their work and released a comprehensive report at the uh, end of this past June. Mm -hmm. um, Submitted that to the California legislature for the legislature now to to enact, but they had over 100 specific recommendations. Um, Just to name a few, one was free college tuition for all black Californians. Uh, Another was a mandatory kindergarten through 12th grade black studies curriculum so that folks know the history of what's gone down here. Um, The initial uh, proposal is to a uh, f- formal acknowledgement, right, and apology for the harms that were, were done, um, that, including permitting and, and enforcing slavery within the state of California. So those are just three of the,
2: the top. Yeah, I mean, they, they've opened up a whole conversation and dialogue right now. And like you say, laws are on the table. I mean, they're talking about looking at our real history as a state, this, the government sanctioned segregation here in California, uh, that people are still living with the results of and all that has to be done in all these different areas, ending police immunity from from lawsuits for police brutality, mm. abolishing forced labor in our prisons and having fair wages to uh, incarcerated people. There's, like Tony said, there's over a hundred laws to make serious real change to the way our society in California works. Right. And it's it's in the air. The governor is talking about it because he, he has to, because it's on his desk. Right, and right. And it's in the news. Right.
0: And so has the governor formally adopted the report or any of the recommendations or is just kind of in consideration?
1: Well, so, you know, so the, the, the governor... Um being a politician, let's be, be candid, is, you know, um, playing it somewhat coy. And his, his response right now is that it's in the hands of the legislature, which, okay. which
0: technically it, it, it is. Right. Um,
1: but at least as far as we know, he has yet to weigh in
0: definitively one way or, or, or the other. Right, right. And the legislature, um, have they initiated any bills or started to work any bills through the legislature that specifically tie back to the rep- uh, the recommendations of the of the reparations task force
2: Yeah the California Black Caucus has started with about half a dozen bills there's a, there's a few more that are to come shortly after that mm-hmm. and and they're looking to do you know one thing at a time um you can't do everything at once but i think the strategy is to let's get going on this let's get some of those first bills you know to start making repair for what, what has happened.
0: right right and do, do, are you able to highlight some of those bills um any, any bills come to mind that are that have been initiated uh
1: yes yeah, so some some that we we've we've mentioned um well one is um the uh k through 12 black studies curriculum mm-hmm. um Interestingly, and, and probably not so surprisingly, there's no big money components in it yet, mm-hmm. right? And you know, we're around
0: assume, the K through 12. No, 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 no. Uh, G- generally, reparations in, in right, terms right. of the compensation, in, term, in terms of a, a, a check, a check for
1: Black folks, right? Okay. Um, you know, and we're has assumed, it been discussed? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, they, yeah, have, you know, they you know, have proposals on that. Yeah, it, it, it's been discussed, and, and that's a part of the of the 100 plus recommendations that. Uh, the task force came up with the, right. the group of people that were studying over the last two years, but the the legislators who now are empowered to I- introduce legislation that has at, for right now is is not on the table. Right, and, right. You know, we're assuming that that's a, a political calculation to try to get some victories first. Right, right. Uh, knowing that money is a hot hot button issue for a whole whole lot of folks, politicians right. and, and citizens generally.
0: Right, right. And that's sort of the elephant in the room, right? In all the discussions about reparations, yep. like, thank you. Yes, educate, free education yep. would be great. Yes, thank you. You know, greater consideration for mortgage loans would be great. But where's the money (laughs) and why is no one talking hardcore about the money what did the task force California reparations task force uh, recommend in terms of a dollar amount a specific dollar amount that should be provided um, in the form of compensation
2: well they were very cautious about money they they just chose five areas where they said they could come up with accurate numbers and it's all very conservative math it's all very limited but one was uh, housing segregation the losses to black Californians from redlining and from being forced to, uh, to, to not have the housing they wanted. The life expectancy, mm-hmm. black Americans with, with much worse health care, mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a big difference in life expectancy, so some, some compensation for that. Um, and a few other areas, uh, and a few other areas as well. But basically, um, they, they are laying out some, some money reparations. That's what always gets the press, and that seems to be what you know is, is used sometimes to, to push back a little bit. But uh, I just have to say, there's a little irony here. When the whole need for reparations is because of all the theft and brutality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and horrors that have been visited for centuries, that was all about money. Right. So now we want to do a little bit of money in return, and oh no, it's not about the money. We can't do the money. Right. That's just absurd. So so that, that's not going to cut it.
0: Right, right. And you mentioned the um, collaboration with um, Jap, those who were interned through the Japanese mm-hmm. um, um, camps. Um, were there monetary reparations with respect to Japanese in California? There were
1: monetary uh, reparations of $20,000, which, you know, I think some people thought was belittled their experience to a degree. Right, right. Uh, but on the other hand, people realized that it was, it was something. You know, that the U.S. government actually stepped up and acknowledged harm that they had done and reached in their in their pocket and paid out to paid out some money.
0: Right.
1: Um, and, and mind you, you know, the, the devastation that happened to Japanese Americans during that time was 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 real. But we're talking about a very finite period of time.
0: Right. Right. right.
1: And we're not talking about hundreds of years of enslavement. Right. And then all the harms that have been, have occurred since then. Right. Right. You know, Jim Crow. You know, lynching, mass incarceration, environmental racism. I mean like you you know, right. we can go on down, down the list. So the tab is big. Right. Uh, and pay the tab. Yeah. Hence the
0: name of your podcast, right? <laughs> hence
1: the name, you know, and so you know, A- A- Adam says it's 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 ironic and and you know, not surprising but ironic that now people are like, Well, you know, why 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 are we talking about money? Well yeah. yeah. Right, because you know yeah. we, we we've been harmed economically. Right, right. Uh, and
0: if you're going to make repair, you need to make repair, you know, fully. Right, right. And we see that um, United States Congressman um, Jamal Bauman actually has um, expressed support for cash reparations in a very real way, right. in the amount of three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars for um, Black Americans who are the descendants of enslaved people. Um, what tell us about well. You know what? We're going to pick up there when we come forward. Um, You're tuned into KVLA Talk 1580, the Legal Lens Show, and we're talking about reparations and where we currently are in the discussion. Um, They'll tell us their thoughts on Congressman Jamal um, Bauman's position on this issue. Stay tuned with us, folks.
1: More of Legal Lens with Angela Reddick Wright, helping you see legal issues more clearly when we come forward. Hot button political, economic, social and cultural issues as seen through a legal lens. Now back to Angela Reddick-Wright.
0: Staying encouraged, staying positive, keeping our heads to the sky, keeping hope alive, as Jesse Jackson, Dr. Jesse Jackson, Reverend Jesse Jackson would say. "We, uh, You've been tuned in this last hour. We're talking about reparations uh, with respect to black Americans in the United States or That was redundant. (laughs) Black folks in the United States, African-Americans, and helping us with the discussion are two dynamic leaders on this topic, Attorneys Tony Tobert and Adam Radinsky of the Pay the Tap podcast. You definitely want to check that out. We'll give you information about how to follow that podcast. Um, Picking up, money is the elephant in the room. And as we're sitting here, folks are texting me, uh, shout out to Steven in Sacramento, uh, one of our texters here saying... We want to be paid. Restitution compensation is key to this discussion. Congressman Jamal Bauman has taken a lead on that and been bold on that um, by saying specifically he's supporting $333,000 to black Americans. What, how did he, Do you know how he came up with that number? <laughs> well, it looks like he based that on a per capita
2: apportionment of all the stolen labor, right, the, the, the value of stolen labor. And that's actually a low number because the the scholars are saying it's, it's upwards of $20 trillion, about $18 trillion just for the value of the labor that was stolen from black people in the United States, not to talk about the suffering, not to talk about the the brutality, the terrorism and the discrimination that's continued to the present day. So that's a very low, low conservative number that he's talking about.
0: Right. And he's suggesting that the U.S. government would lead in paying that amount. right? Absolutely. As it should be. Right. And by the way, one of the Pew statistics um, stated that to the extent uh, individuals supported reparations, in particular, um, uh, white uh, Caucasian individuals. They said that it's the gov- U.S. government that should be responsible, as opposed to individual states like California. Um, anything else about Congressman Bauman's um, proposal? And um, is it did he propose it as legislation, or he just kind of put that out there as something that he supports? I think it's proposed
2: as legislation, but I think just one thing I want to say here is the the tagline of KBLA, unapologetically progressive. We need to be unapologetic Mm -hmm. about seeking cash money for reparations. I mean, like you say, it's the elephant in the room. We've had centuries and centuries of theft and brutality and stolen labor, and
0: it's about time there's some compensation. We've never done it. We've never even talked about it. Right, and to that point, like, what are the pain points? What is it going to take to move the discussion from theory to reality?
1: Well, it's going to take, you know, people... Recognizing all the harms that have been created, like fully recognizing, owning that, and understanding that, you know, we pay for stuff that that we want, right? The government finds a way to pay for stuff, right? As as uh, Representative Bowman uh, pointed out, we spent seven trillion dollars in 2020 in response to COVID which made sense, right? That was a, that was a crisis. Okay, there's 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 a crisis that that we have. We have not been fully compensated for the years, centuries of free labor, for the years, centuries of harsh treatment, of discrimination, of redlining, of police misconduct, of um, over incarceration of environmental racism, like the list goes on right, and
0: it continues right it, it's it not didn't stop. that it did okay, stop okay, these things have stopped, everybody's doing great now, but it continues and, and in many respects seems to be getting worse
2: that's right that that never happened and and like Tony says, I mean, the government has ways of spending money. we spent a billion dollars a day on the Middle Eastern wars that really just made corporate profits and killed a lot of people, and what about? taxing the rich, taxing large corporations. That's not happening. We, there's plenty of money there if we want to find the money and make it
0: happen. Right, right. Folks, you're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Lens. We are talking all things reparations. Come forward with us as we close out and see if there's a glimmer of hope for the future.
1: Disagree
2: without disrespect. Make your point and keep it pushing. Let's do this. Listen and learn, or talk and teach. Talking and listening around the clock, around the clock, around the clock. KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. Hello, Joe. You're up.
0: Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. Thank you for coming forward with us on KBLA Talk 1580. We have been in dialogue um, this past hour with attorneys Tony Tolbert and Adam Radinsky of the Pay the Tab podcast. They have broken down for us what when we say reparations, what are we talking about? There are the five components of that. Go back to segment two to listen to that. Um, talked about the status in the United States and in California, and um, what some you know some of the initiatives are around the country, including um, a recent legislation introduced by Congressman Jamal ba- Bauman, which addresses the elephant in the room: payment of compensation, restitution to African-Americans um, for the $20 trillion of work that have been um, put into the building of this country. Um, I always like to leave the show on a positive note. And I know the two of you are, are teaching a reparations course at uh, my alma mater, um, UCLA School of Law. Tell us about that course, what you're teaching, and do the students um, represent a glimmer of hope for this topic or do you find yourself there with the group of students that are just you know skeptics and taking it, but I actually don't see the value of reparations. Give us some insights and in, in whether that gives us some hope for the future.
2: Yeah, we're super excited about this class. And mm-hmm. as far as we know, this is the only law school reparations class in America. There may be others coming, but it's the only one we're aware of. And we're very excited to have just started that. Wow! Um, and yeah, the students are were super inspired. And, and we tried to lay out in a very brief period, the case for reparations legally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, We're excited to have a new generation of lawyers go out there and fighting for justice. We We always need more of that.
0: Right. And about how many students were in the class?
2: We had nine students this last time, and uh, that was our maiden voyage. And we're looking to expand into a
0: full semester class at some point, And okay. very excited for that. And was the class diverse among those nine students, both African American and non-African American? It, it was
1: very diverse. Diverse backgrounds, diverse uh, ethnicities, uh, and folks came with good energy and good ideas and good suggestions.
0: Okay. Uh, and did you send, I mean, nine people. That's a small, very, very small. Hey, that's the Supreme Court has nine the people. world. But you know, yes, that's a pretty. Yes powerful number right but did you get a sense from that nine or even in your podcast as you especially as you have the live events um of where like amongst that group like what what are their thoughts are they all taking a class because they're pro reparations or they're taking a class because they're trying to figure it out
1: i think a combination but but to your to your point um Earlier, you know, 20% of white people generally are in favor of, of reparations, but amongst uh, white people under 30, it's closer to 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a groundswell a growing support. And so we're, we're encouraged by, by those numbers and encouraged by the students that we interacted with.
0: Right, right. And we were talking offline earlier. And um, I asked, like, what is it going to take to really move the discussion and you talked about advocacy, right? But advocacy just among people like ourselves. Probably, you know, we could keep, you know, the bully pulpit going, right? But we need a certain percentage of white folks to join in this discussion. What is what's that percentage? Well, they
2: say the magic number is about 40% of white people to support reparations. Like Tony said, we've got the young white people. They're on board. And it's just a matter of keeping this momentum going. And it's very encouraging how we're, we seem to be going in the right direction. And it is, I just want to say, it feels a little bit like a Pandora's box. Once you open... All this stuff. And once it starts coming out in the national consciousness, it's hard to stuff it back in, even though they're trying.
0: Right. Right. Would you say this um, upcoming presidential election as well as, you know, um, elections around the country are kind of critical as to whether we move forward on the discussion or take two steps back on it? You know, I, I don't even know.
1: Frankly, I mean, I think it, whoever whoever is is elected, you know, we need to keep this fight, this fight moving. Um, and, you know, I, I tell folks that wherever you are in your your neighborhood, in your faith group, um, in your friend group and your family, you know, that have these conversations, you know, get educated about the issues, get informed so that when people you know come back with some nonsense, you know, you can uh, politely diplomatically like correct them and inform them because we need to move public opinion. Right. Right. That's how how this is going to work. We want to move the conversation beyond the question of whether or not reparations are warranted to what the reparations are going to be.
0: Yes. When and how. Yeah. Great, thank you, gentlemen, so much for joining us today. Um, tell us what's up next for Pay the Tab pod, the Pay the Tab podcast, and how can folks follow the podcast and the work you're doing?
2: Yeah, well, they can start on our website, paythetab.org. All of our uh, podcast episodes are on there. You can subscribe and listen to podcasts on all of your favorite platforms. We've got a sub stack you can subscribe to on our homepage. And we just dropped our most recent episode with Representative Justin J. Pearson, an incredible live interview that folks do not want to miss.
0: Yes, definitely will be tuned into that did you have any closing words no uh, other than it's
1: just just wonderful to be here with you we appreciate the opportunity to be in conversation and uh to share with, with your, your your listeners. Hopefully they, they got something out of it.
0: Thank you so much. And I'm sure you will be back because you are among my go-to experts on the topic of reparations. And this conversation oh, is not going anywhere anytime soon. So thank you folks for tuning in to the KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Lens Show this past hour. We hope it has been enlightening to you to give you some updates on where we are in the discussion of reparations with attorneys Tony Tobert and Adam Radinsky of the Pay the Tap podcast up next we have Talk Tech to Me with Cassie Betts so stay tuned because she always has a great show and tune in next week to the Legal Lens show again where we will continue to bring you the latest and greatest in terms of policy and legal issues that matter to you in closing I leave you with the words of Colson Whitehead where he said justice may be slow and invisible but it always renders its true verdict in the end I hope that's the case on reparations stay um, kind be you know keep smiling. Folks, be kind because the world needs more of that today. Signing off. This is Angela redock Wright with the Legal Lens Show on KBLA Talk 1580, where we always have a lot to talk about. Let's go. Let's go. It's time for the Legal Lens Show. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. It's time for the Legal Lens. It's time for the Legal Lens. Go, go, go.